Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's the Holder Mess with Penn and Kim. Coming up in the show, the biggest fight we've ever had. We bring in a marriage specialist to mediate and we properly embarrass him. Kim is a runner. What the heck does that mean? We make pen play songs without prior warning. And we answer your questions about hair. <laughs> yep. You're listening to the Holder Mess podcast <laughs> with Pen and Kim Holderness. Make it stop. We are recording from a studio in Raleigh, North Carolina. And oh. we're going to talk very close to the microphone no. about our lives and oh. we're very calm. So bad. How's that one? That one way too. Um, I'm going to say elitist, little little snobby. Okay, the first one you said I had too much energy, this and that you wanted w- me to settle down. And yes. so I listen to other podcast opens, and everyone talks and enunciates very clearly, and there's Which, always calm music in the background. Well, that I think. Okay, so the first one was at a 14. Yeah, that was about a two. So maybe somewhere in the middle. Okay, and you said it was elitist? Well, like, I don't know. I just came like up it, a little snobby. Okay. Well, okay, so my next one needs to be like relatable, middle energy. Yes. Um, not sound like Ira Glass. Sound oh, little, but I love Ira Glass. I, we're not insulting Ira I Glass. I know, I like, love Ira Glass. Okay, so, all right. Okay, okay. Anyway. <sighs> Welcome to the Holder Mess. Um, this is episode number two. I am Penn. This is my better half, Kim. Hi. Uh, our, Hi, sorry. I can, I can also say my own name. My name is Kim. Oh, well, I know that you can. Anyway, our producer is Max Trujillo. Hello, Max. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Today is a very special episode because on our, very, our second podcast, we have our first guest. And we're going to get to him in a moment. But first, we're going to talk about a fight that we had recently <laughs> that was, and I know like I tell my kids not to use this word, but I'm going to use this word. It was stupid. <laughs> It was a stupid, stupid, stupid fight. Okay. So it's a fight that we had, but we hope you can learn from. And it comes down to this. It comes down to a fight about a bra. Yeah. So I am um, away from the home, right? And I'm hungry. And I'm at, a, I'm at an eatery that is less than two minutes from our house. <laughs> an eatery. <laughs> I have my children with me. Um, I am running carpool. I call my wife and I say, we are at this eatery. You are two minutes away. Would you like to come over and have dinner with us? And she said, I can't, Pen. I've just taken my bra off. 
how the, dare you? There was like you a, should know that the moment the snap of the bra comes off, that I physically cannot leave the house. My day is done. Why are you doing this? To you me? didn't say any of that. You just said I can't. I just took my bra off, and then there was a pause. I laughed because I was like, <laughs> "That's great." Okay, get ready. I'll see you in like two minutes. And you were like, "No." No, I'm, not, no. I'm not going anywhere. I just took my bra off. Well, then there's so many layers to this fight because I had planned like this really basic, boring menu plan. We have a very busy weekday schedule like most families. I felt as if he was not respecting my meal plan, week plan, just strategery for the entire week. And he was blowing that off. Had you started making dinner? I had defrosted some really rubbery chicken. Okay. So there, yes. Had you put any seasoning on it? Was it still in the packaging? It was still in the packaging. Pen, pen. That's not the point. So this is what happens. Um, As we get started on this argument, um, like she starts accusing me of not respecting her food schedule (laughs) and never giving her any advance notice. And then I started accusing him of just going willy nilly with our budget, right? Yeah. And and also of, yeah, going willy nilly and um, never giving advance notice. I like accuse you of not being adventurous enough. Yeah. There was not like, like going out and being, you know, like, let's, let's get out there. Let's be with the people. Um, (laughs) And I want to be away from all the people going out to a restaurant it's very people-y and i'd like to not be around people right <laughs> but then, yeah but then she gets on me about money and we realize like it, this has become this fight has escalated and, it, and, and, and 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 by the way she did end up coming out to dinner and she sat like a pouty little pouty head for the entire <laughs> meal and then we went home and we continued the fight yes um, in front of our children we'll talk about that later and but it ends up with her like telling me that like I am I'm going to bankrupt our family with my I, I, horrible moral <laughs> financial unscruples or whatever it unscruples. is. And we like we're like what is what is going on? Why are we fighting about this? So so we called in the big guns. Our dear friend marriage counselor, pastor of our church, mostly marriage counselor. He's laughing already. His name is Christopher Edmonston, and he specializes in married, messed up married people. He does. <laughs> yep. He does workshops. He talks to people individually, and he always gives us good advice. And so he is going to help us mediate this uh, bra battle and also give us some tips, right? Yeah. And his, his primary advice was to stay in Cleveland. Stay in Cleveland. Yes, I'll get to that in a second, but I want the listeners on this second uh, cast to know that this is my first ever bra fight. (laughs) (laughs) Out of 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 hundreds of thousands of of fights. Right. Okay. I'm sure it happens more often, but most people just... Settle that privately. They do. They do. (laughs) Um, So stay in Cleveland is advice that I give to couples most often when they're having um, disputes about things that just don't seem to resolve themselves very easily. Take the example you guys just gave just a second ago. It started off with a phone call. Let's get some. Let's get some chicken wings. I believe is how it was yes. in the original. They do have very good chicken wings at this good place. Chicken wings. You're a good so, listener. Yes. I want some chicken wings. Kim says I've just gotten comfortable. I've taken my bra off. Uh, Penn says you're never spontaneous. Kim says you don't respect me. And in fact, if if your listeners want to go back, she used the word respect a bunch, even when she was retelling the story. That's one thing that I heard that kind of jumped out at me. Well. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Another layer for this Another onion. Another. <laughs> I'm sorry. We just got this new sound effect machine. Great. I wanted to hit something. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> what you do when things like that. So one, it's it's like a conflict that just rolls and rolls and rolls and mm-hmm. rolls. So the bra becomes a respect, becomes money, becomes spontaneity. And you can't do all that. Like in no couple, no matter how in love, how healthy they are, can they take on all those problems in one conversation or one argument. It just it can't be done. So what I did was I said, you got to stay in Cleveland. I was just going to interrupt and, and say that Chris has taken off his reading glasses, which I think is like a it's counselor's way of saying this is about to get real. Yes. You can't see it in the podcast, but he is. Ta- you know how like when an intelligent person takes their glasses off and folds them? That just happened. So whatever comes next is going to be amazing. If he puts one end in his mouth, then oh, I'm in done. trouble. All right. So we keep it let in. the record show that he has folded his spectacles and has them in his left hand. So this is about to get real. Yes. Okay. So you told us to stay in Cleveland. What does that mean? So first of all, I've got to say, with all due respect to the good people of Cleveland, Ohio. Yep. LeBron James is great. He's been amazing and, lately. And, and so are the rest of the people of Cleveland. They are Go great, for right? <laughs> um, Jimmy Hendrix? took this as a metaphor to work with couples to say, um, if a fight is like being stuck in the winter where everything is cold and you, you just you don't want to interact very much, you just um, want to push everything away, what's a place in the wintertime where living in the South my whole life, I've seen lots of people visiting from, and that's has Cleveland. been Cleveland, exactly. So what's the place in your relationship that you'd rather not stay, but you need to stay before you just morph that fight into something bigger and bigger and bigger? And for you guys, staying in Cleveland was, when I take the bra off, my night is shut down, um, but my night isn't done yet. How are the two of you going to resolve that basic issue? Mm-hmm. So just stay there and talk about what does it mean for Kim to be comfortable and shut her night down? And what does it mean for Penn when he's not ready to shut the night down? And for him, chicken wings are fun. And I'm with my wife and my family. And for you, I'm an exhausted mom. I've taken my undergarments off. <laughs> he can't say bra anymore. <laughs> There's too many bras in here. I've taken my undergarments off. He's now off. turning bright turnip red. I'm just, I feel like I need to let people know visually what's happening in here. Sorry, go ahead. I've taken my bra off, and I just want to relax mm-hmm. in my space. Um, and that can teach us some other things about the two of you. But staying in Cleveland means we're just going to talk about what does it mean once Kim has taken off her bra. And how Penn might learn that if he wants to do something spontaneous, he better get it in before bra. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 when we when we have the conversation about finances, that's we've gone to L.A. at that point. And if we we've gone a- somewhere sunny or that we thought would be sunnier, and Correct. it's yeah, jump. So think of your relationship like a map, and you've got issues in Cleveland and Chicago and L.A. and maybe Miami and New York. Just think of a map. And when you're jumping from place to place, you'll solve nothing. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it runs away from you. And soon emotions are happening and couples are often arguing. Couples will literally come and sit in my office and tell me what they're fighting about. And they're having two different arguments and they don't even realize it. Really? Really. Okay. That really happens. She's arguing about time and intimacy and he's arguing about um, career and um uh, finance, and they don't even hear it because he's in Phoenix, if you will, and she's in Miami. We got to get to the same place in our relationship to solve anything that's vexing us. How do you do that? What are the questions that I should have been asking, or he should have been asking, to kind of help us stay in Cleveland on that particular night? On that particular night, um, the moment that one of you said, you're you're never spontaneous, it's just chicken wings, or the moment when he said, you don't respect my personal space when I've taken my undergarments (laughs) off, one of you should have said, "Um, stop, right? 
this is just about can we get chicken wings tonight? And then one of you might have said something along the lines, it's all hypothetical, I wasn't there, but might have said something along the lines like, um, you don't respect my personal space. And then at that point, somebody, because you're on the phone, needs to say, let's talk about that later. I just want to talk about chicken wings right now. Okay. So just keep redirecting, circle it back. Circle it back, circle it back. And, and we can actually say, now that we know this advice, we can say, honey, stay in Cleveland. And we know what that means. It's like a catchphrase that gets you back into there. And I would think that, I think a lot of couples have told me over the years, stay in Cleveland um, has really helped them for that reason. They say it to each other. And it's just a really simple to remember metaphor. Just stay where you are until you get that one fixed. You might need to go to Phoenix and Seattle. Yeah. But that's for a later date. We got a lot of traveling to do. Christian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So most importantly, like we we actually have a bunch of questions that we want to ask because we've got you here. And um, but but you have your glasses but, off. Yeah, you've, your glasses are off. Before, we might as well before we put a pin in this and move on to other questions. Um, who who won that fight? <laughs> who won that? Who, fight? Yes. Who's oh, the, I need man. to know who the winner is. You need to know who the winner is. Yes. I need um, to know who you know, was wrong and who was right. It was a tie. <laughs> <laughs> You sound like me when my kids our want kids. me to judge their talent show. Yes. It's always where we always a tie. yeah, we find it's a way to make it a tie. tie. Yeah. I mean, so that's actually a good lead in. It's kind of a question. Um so marriage is um no matter how long you've been married or what your your partner is like or who they are, marriage is always a series of sacrifices and compromise. No one person gets what they want all of the time. And we think, well, because this person loves me, they should, they should just automatically understand my needs and give me what I want. But it doesn't work that way. Life is way too messy. It's too complicated. I mean, think about it. You take two intelligent people and you smash their lives together. And you say, share your hearts, your minds, your bodies, your soul, your finances. Right? And then your job. Fight. Your job. Your office. Boy, you guys spend so much more time together <laughs> than most couples. But, right, but share all those things. And then never have any conflict and have every day be bonbons uh-huh. Uh-huh, and daisies. And just unicorns. Right? Throwing a exactly. unicorn and a rainbow. And, right. And, you're, and you don't ever worry about how often you know, you're intimate with each other or how much money I'm spending or she's spending or he's spending. Right? It, it just doesn't work that way. It's way too complicated. Okay. Why, why do most people fight? Why most couples fight. Yeah, what are the biggest reasons? There are three, and I think anybody that's ever done any marriage counseling or read a book knows these. Money, sex, and power. Okay. Always. And they're always, those three are really about decisions. How do we decide? How do we use our resources? How do we decide? How do we share intimacy? And how do we decide who gets to make decisions? Money, sex, and power. Oh, wow. Wow. That just got real deep. It got real Okay. The glasses are now on the table. And the glasses actually he just took them out to the car and he's staying for a while. So so like the, the, the subsets, if you've got one, two, and three in the outline, so it's it's you said decisions, intimacy, and money is money. That's pretty simple. How do we spend our money, correct? Yeah. So okay. but it's all about the decision about how you do all those Always, things. Always because that's marriage is. Marriage is compromise around decision making. Mm-hmm. Always, right? I mean, that's where the that's where the art of it is. I mean, yes, it's love and it's romance, but the nitty gritty is who's going to decide what and when, and how are we going to decide those things together? So um, we, because we live together, 
and because everything is at our house and we don't have like an office and we work together and our and children kids are, are, are around us all the time like they here's another i think a lot of people want to know this like we, like when when we get into an argument we try not to raise our voices and we try not to use profanity because our children are three feet away from us but <laughs> try all like try at at all times and kim has taken the um opinion and i support it that we should let kids watch us fight and just go argue i mean and, and, so we do argue in front of our kids when when they happen because here's my thinking because i think it's important that they see us resolve it and it doesn't always resolve right in that moment but they have to know that mommy and daddy love each other in a relationship in their future they're going to be in an argument and it doesn't mean you don't love that person and but and it yeah. means that they'll work it out um but and, and we actually had one last week lola got really upset well yeah. she's lola like pen charles yeah pen yeah. charles does not care he, grabbed, Let's he, make he this actually clear. went to the pantry and got popcorn because he said it was better than a movie <laughs> And so he oh, he loved he watching it. he loved watching it. <laughs> oh, guys, I could blow your minds with something called family systems theory on that. But oh, no, no please, no, no, there's, no, time. There's, no time. there's time. There's no, time. There's no time. Okay. Well, okay. you tell well, me how long is it going to take well, you to explain? Well, well, well we well, can. Because that, should that be a separate episode? It can be, but family systems theory is essentially that in families, people pay roles that they learn from their parents or that are in their genetic code. It's a little bit of both, and that you're in those roles. So Lola gets upset because she's a peacemaker. Mom right. and daddy got to love each other. There's always somebody in a family that's like the class clown. And that's what Penn Charles completely did to you guys. Like he tried to deflect your argument with a joke. He did. That's exactly he really what did. happened. So. Yeah. And, and of course we resolve it. We, yeah. You know, and we resolve it. And I think they need to see that. So backstory here, his, his Penn's parents are still very happily married and they love each other. And his dad is schmoopy in love with his mom. <laughs> and it's really the sweet, like one time we went out to dinner with them and we saw them drive away and I saw his dad grab his mom's butt, which is the cutest <laughs> this thing. This was like 15 days ago. I know. It was the cutest yeah. thing. I'm like, honey, we please grab my butt? Like in, when we're 80, like we're just 80. please. Sure. My, my parents are divorced. They divorced when I was in college and they fought most of the time and they tried very hard they went to a lot of marriage counseling they tried very hard but they fought most of the time so i'm comfortable being in a fight so i think it's so he gets a little more uncomfortable i am like bring it buddy let's do this right because ours like our fights um when, when my parents fought they either left and went somewhere else to do it and like that, the sound of silence was like the worst sound because we knew what was going on. <laughs> or it like well, once once we got a little older, it was just it was the it was very passive aggressive. Oh, I'm good at that too. Um, and yeah. so so I Super. know how to identify that. Most now. people are really good at passive and, aggressive. Yeah. So anyway, but but yeah, we're, let's yeah. stay in Cleveland. We're in Cleveland. Yeah. So yeah. is yeah. it okay yeah. to argue in front of the kids? Yes. Yes. And I want to say this: to I'm not a child psychologist. Right. So it's just an opinion of one father who's worked with a lot of families. So this is all anecdotal wisdom mm -hmm. but i do think it's okay to fight in front of the kids provided you don't insult each other yeah and i think it's really important to take the next step the next day or two days later to tell the kids how you worked it out because without the second step you're not showing them how conflict can be resolved in a family with people who love each other so it's both and it's can we fight fair when we have a legitimate disagreement about uh -huh. about us or about how we're raising our family, can we do it without insulting? And then step two, can we tell, can we report to the family how we worked it out? 
That's great. And I think maybe because sometimes our fights, our arguments, and we don't have a lot of them. We don't. But there are, on occasion, they can linger past the child's bedtime. And oh, we yeah. do need to report in the morning, hey, this is the solution we came to. We're good. Mom and dad are okay. You saw last night we were both pretty angry. We think we've worked it out and we're going to do a better job going on in the future. Right. And he's just going to respect when I keep my bra off. Take your bra off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kidding. Can, hey, can we go back to the Nintendo game system theory or whatever it was that you were talking? What was it called again? The Nintendo game system That's not theory. right. What was the name of it? It was like the family theory. Family system. Yeah, sorry. Yes, yeah, family right. system. All right, so. Nintendo. I was like, we're playing Atari. Like Mario Brothers. All right, 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 right whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we need that sound effect. Um, all right. Sorry. Well, like you were talking about the roles people play, and I'm I'm actually fascinated by that. Yeah. Are, are there like five or six core roles that everybody plays um, when it comes? So to, are many, there a lot of there them? There are so many books written about this, and uh-huh. it's not my area of expertise. But there's the peacemaker, there's the deflector, there's the class clown, there is the person who is the avoider. So like you can think of somebody that you're related to, a cousin that whenever there's an argument or a fight, they just leave. Like they just walk outside for a a smoke break or for a beer or something. Like people just uh-huh. They play the roles that they play, and it's really hard to break that. And they're encoded onto us by genetics and experience. Um, you know, Penn, I will guarantee um, almost – I'll guarantee it, actually. I'll say it. I will guarantee it mm-hmm. that you are a deflector class clown person. Like the minute it gets too serious, you make a joke. Mm-hmm. You, you know, do something that's sort of funny. <laughs> Was that Try like- again. No, actually, you're, again. No, I think no, you're probably right. right. And so that's learned, right? That's learned and it's encoded. It's 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 just part of who you are. And knowing what, what part you play in those systems, that's a big deal because it helps you be kinder to each other and resolve things more quickly. Wait, but okay, but I, but being a deflector and a class clown can be super bad. It can that's like exactly that's because right. that, that's what I'm hearing in my head. You're saying this, and I'm, I know that's it's good to have levity when it comes to life, and when it, especially when it comes to family. But when it gets really real, as long as you know that that's your default, you can push against that instinct and say, um, "Well, my gift, one of my gifts, is humor. Humor is not going to serve me well here. I really need to buckle down and listen to my wife for a minute." And okay. Not yeah, and I'm I'm definitely a. Um, I'd rather just get up and leave right now than deal with this. You're a runner. Oh yeah, big time. So, would you so, have guessed that before her saying that? I would have had that as a guess of one or two, but when okay. I started describing that person, her eyes got real big. Well, yeah. just because, they and, can't and, see and, that, and Christopher yeah. has, we've worked with Christopher long enough that he has some family history on yes. me. Um, okay. <laughs> That's another podcast. Yeah, I got to commend you guys that we've done two podcasts. You've already brought the counselor in on episode I, I two. Know, I know. Well, I have to say, I, we so, may need him for all of them. Like he may, I don't know what I know. You're a busy dude, but uh, maybe we just hit pencil limit. So that is that is a question I get when I tell people. Yeah, we've done marriage workshops and we've seen marriage counselor and kind of had some talks and stuff. People are like, wow, is your marriage in trouble? Yeah. That's but don't good marriages get help. The best marriages, I think, are the ones who can admit, just like the two of you holding hands across the table from me, are the ones who can admit, um, we need to know more about how to do this well than we currently know. So we're going to go find out. I mean, 
this notion that I can get married when I'm 25 or 30 or 35, and after 20 years, our marriage is just going to be perfect without ever working on it or out getting, without ever getting any new information or taking on any new practices, that's ridiculous. It's like signing up to take a German class at a community college and going to like one year worth of classes and then being angry that you weren't fluent in German when you paid for a five-year course. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I remember when we went to the workshop, um, we like Chris Christopher does a workshop um, at our church, and after the second night, I drove home. I was like, I think we did pretty good. And, <laughs> I was like, this is like a four session thing, honey. I think we, have we to got. Go. I think we got like an A minus. I think we're good. I think we graded out well. Marriage yeah, like I, <laughs> I think we're in good shape. And, like Kim's like, I think that you just completely missed the point of why we're there. Well, like, but listen, you, but what's don't. You, I expect to get graded all the time for no, this but stuff. What's incredible, yeah. right? Is I do I do that marriage seminar and attendance drops off over the weeks. And I think it's because people <laughs> are busy and they figure out we just got everything we needed in session one. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or there's no way we're gonna fix this, dude. And then like yeah. It's one of the two. Well, maybe you, or three. Do you think also pens let's analyze Penn a little bit more. <laughs> Great. Penn's, Penn's super into sports. He's mentioned the, his love of basketball, just football, whatever. But right there, it's, I think, and maybe, maybe a lot of guys do this way too, is that they think in kind of black and white, like on, off, win, fail, and we got it. We or, understand it. We're, now yeah. it's done. Like complete. Check. Yeah, box check. Well, we crushed this seminar. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I was thinking in my head. I was like, "We got this." Honey, I know. Did you see it? Everybody else was looking at us like, "You guys are awesome." <laughs> Stop. So we'll, I didn't think we'll that. Think by about the way, this. so let's use that sports metaphor. Um, and I'm kind of making this up, but I think it'll work. The notion that because we won one game or we crushed one seminar is. Uh, and when we're good is probably not great because the conditions are always changing just like for an outdoor sporting event golf match uh, soccer pitch game whatever it may be the winds are going to blow at different times we change over time we age our children age uh, new financial pressures come things go wrong things go right suddenly the the company says we want you guys to pick up and move to atlanta and you don't really want to move to atlanta and the wind just changes so this idea that we can win one game and we're good for all time that's nuts and so to take that sports metaphor that 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 the two of you were talking about and roll it back into the first question it's the couples who know that things are going to change and that they need more tools as they as they grow those are the ones that actually have the healthiest marriages look at us we win. You're doing no, so great. No, we can't do <laughs> I'm that. Kidding, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Exactly. Thank you, Max. Thank you. And I do, I do have some friends who I have encouraged to reach out to. There's so many people that offer counseling that's covered by insurance and all of that. And they, their husbands, in these cases, have been not not you, honey, but their husbands have been really reluctant. Like, what are you saying? We need, we're going to get a divorce? No, not at all. And as a child of divorce, um, I would say anything you can do to kind of protect anything good is you know it's worth doing yeah how, how often is the husband the one who like initiates going to counseling i'm just curious <laughs> you're is laughing it, why are you laughing no it's not 0.0 it's not often and i think that is just reflective of the fact and, and i think men are coming to grips with this that a lot of men really struggle with um issues of personal intimacy and sharing uh, look, I, I think gender stereotypes are very limited. I do. Um, but as a man who's lived almost 50 years, I will tell you that most men I know have a very difficult time sharing matters of the heart and soul yeah. with, with strangers. And mm-hmm. so they're resistant to 
sometimes getting counseling or, or care mm-hmm. that does happen. But they love their partner and they should maybe do that work to invest in them absolutely i mean the question is if every time you go home you're sleeping in two different rooms and um you're always arguing together and you are uh, um struggling in all areas of your lives uh, and the idea that that's going to fix itself somehow it's utterly ridiculous it's Mm -hmm. like um one of the metaphors i use i don't think i've ever used it with you two but imagine you have a bedside table and every night you get up to get some water go to the bathroom whatever and you stub your toe on the bedside table and you spend all your time complaining that you keep stubbing your toe and and your feet hurt all the time at some point you got to move the table (laughs) or you got to get up on the other side of the bed or you've got to turn a light on you've got to change something adapt something in the system or you're going to break all your toes okay same thing with marriage these are some good metaphors. Pastors have good metaphors. I know, man. I think your whole life is metaphors. <laughs> Just a metaphor. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like a story. Pastors are story aggregators. So, yeah, yeah. we tell a lot of metaphors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're like Mashable. <laughs> <laughs> You're BuzzFeed. And Mashable better than Reddit? Or but, is Reddit better than Mashable? Uh, they're different. They're different. They're yes. very different. I've just yes. exposed my social media lack of savvy. Oh, no, you're fine. It's better that way. Life is better, <laughs> better that, that way. way. Yeah. Um, do you have more questions for Christopher, or should we go play our little um, uh, instant talent show? I have. Well, I have one more question, and then we'll move on. Just it's a situational one. If you are on a a, a vacation with your wife at a five star <laughs> hotel, and it's just the two of you, and there's two queen size beds. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> Is your marriage in trouble if you frequently decide to take your own beds? And then you could have like visits, but 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 like but you mainly sleep in separate beds. Oh Lord, I do get asked that question about twice a year. Really, I do. I thought this is not about be... the five star hotel, but is it okay if we don't sleep in the same place, um, or if we sleep in different rooms sometimes because I need extra rest or um, he snores. Somebody's a snore. Yeah. they won't get a, yeah. a a mouth guard or a CPAP machine or whatever it is. So that does come up. I think it's perfectly fine. I would talk about it ahead of time so that no one's feelings are hurt because every couple's different somebody may be a sleep cuddler and somebody might be a you know arms and legs wide open give me my space sleeper and you've just got to respect that no not <laughs> if i accidentally touch your oh. feet with my feet oh i don't want to be touched you, at all that's exactly what touched. you just said no well, he said arms touched. but i don't i don't starfish it i'm a very dainty sleeper <laughs> but you I, I but i'm a starfish who also doesn't mind he would love some cuddles but being all pretzeled good. up yeah yeah well, see, I, again i think and there's room for that in other parts of our life. That, like that's the main that's right. issue is at the five star hotel getting your own bed while being next to them, and uh, for, for, or being next to them, right? Yeah. Getting, oh. So we there was a there was a we had a really fun trip. We went to Charleston, beautiful hotel. The room they gave us was beautiful, but had two queen beds instead of the one king bed. And like I say, I can't be touched. So <laughs> <laughs> so frigid. And I'm giant. <laughs> so we we don't so, work well in a queen. And yeah. so I said, okay. I I got this one. Bye. <laughs> like this is mine. And by yeah. the way, like there was no like concern. No, no, at no. All. But we no, were like, but, okay. 
But so imagine, th- imagine though, if you're a couple who's already struggling with some things, uh-huh. right? and you weren't, but just pretend, and you get to this place, and there's two beds, and one person and the partner, one partner has the expectation, we're going to spend the next three days cuddling and and visiting, and the other partner has the right. expectation that no, I just want to be by myself. So almost the moment you open the door, somebody's got to say, how are we going to do this? And just just put it out there. I mean, be adult about it and say, I want to sleep in this other bed yeah it'll be okay okay expectations matter we're gonna block off oh we've got so just so you know if you hear a a low hum it's because max a a chorus of ants (laughs) max is yeah having some yard work done it's having some yard work done it's the spring in the south and there's lots of growth Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Christopher, for answering these questions. And and I know from this, people are going to have so many more. So we'll have to have you back on again to answer all of those questions. Like tomorrow. Like tomorrow. I don't know what <laughs> you're doing tomorrow. Um, we do have, on our brand new podcast, only second episode, but we have a new segment. So it's a new podcast and a new segment called Instant Talent Show, where we basically set Penn over to the piano there and we call out songs for him to sing that he's not prepared for. I, I love it. It's been great being here and, and getting to watch Penn try this is like a bonus for me. So this is great. Yeah. So because you're here and you're a musician yourself, um, we're going to have you. We've not given you any notice on this either because we don't like to plan um, perhaps some uh, song suggestions for our husband. Right now or when what, he gets to the piano? What, what, what you can want to head over there? Penn? Yeah, sure. Yeah. What do I, like, you what? have a lot of... Okay, here, though, it's, it's like stuck underneath here. Now. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Penn is at the piano. Christopher, <clears throat> Max, we can call out songs that Penn is not prepared to sing and see how he does. We just had to talk about marriage. Are there any marriage songs that he should be singing? Oh, what about, like, uh, the Married to, married to the Children theme Love song? Love and Marriage. Love and Marriage. Love and marriage. It's going great so far. So far, he's rocking it. <laughs> love and marriage, love and whoop, nope. love and marriage, love and marriage. They go together like a horse and carriage. This I tell you, brother. Oh, brother, you can't have one without the other. Are you the local gentry? Uh, the no. people. It's a lamentry. Wait, Hold what, on. Is it? what the heck Hold is on. a gentry? What? I, I know ask, a ask the what local is? gentry. I know exactly what the gentry Can you please Let's tell people? None of us are the gentry. Oh, are they fancy people? You have a landed title. Oh, no. Like you're the Duke of this is or like you're where the, the Earl gentleman of. comes from, right? Gentleman. Oh, oh wow. You don't work. You inherit a bunch of stuff. So not. Like super not, elite. Not us. Got it. Got it. Um, okay, Christopher, do you have a song? I mean, again, we've given you no notice no does it have to be about me no not at all because my favorite song to try to want to hear pin try sing would be take on me oh oh my gosh what about aha oh Betty knows it. <laughs> oh, oh oh my gosh hang <laughs> on Remember the cartoon video? Oh, that? yes. It was classic. a love story, so it's a little bit. Yeah, it's a little. Like, yeah. like 
looking at looking at her from another world. Yeah. You know? Aww. Aww. Talking away. Talking. Dum, dum, dum. Talking away. <laughs> Something about the cartoon. Dum, 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 dum. Do you know the words? First of all, can I file insurance? Yeah. <laughs> what um, was the what was what are the words he sang? I'll be gone. Ta-da-ba-da-ba! I'll be no, gone. It's really, I the lyrics are actually really silly because he's saying, "I'll be gone in a day or two. Right. <laughs> it's a very fickle song. Like maybe a day. Is that what he two. says? He says, "I'll be gone yeah. in a day or two. In a day or two. Like he's really getting <laughs> emotional. He's like, "I'm leaving. Maybe tomorrow. Thirty-six, or, forty-eight hours. Uh, you know, I'll stick around tomorrow on Wednesday." <laughs> Maybe next Wednesday. That that come to think of it, that's not a great song for Mary. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like in the he's in the like I'd like grocery, to change. Yeah. And by the way, every time I'm in a grocery aisle, I try to like bang my head into the side of the kitchen, <laughs> like the refrigerator. Why? Because that's the video. Is it? Yes, it's awesome. Oh, because he passes out. Okay. Yes. Um, what else, Max? Do you have any questions from the internet from last time? I do. And Chris, you can tell us which one was right and which one is wrong when we answer these. Okay. Because you're the referee. Yeah, so, for one, if you're <laughs> a fan a of the podcast job. and you want to follow the Holderness family online, go to their Facebook page at the Holderness family, click like, and look for updates because there will be questions sometimes that will be about the podcast and possible questions that you can ask. So... That was a loud coffee pour. I, he poured some coffee right into the Wait, microphone. Let's, let's get Kim irritated real quick. Oh, my. For the love of all. I, he knows his That's fo- a real thing, by the way. It is a real we thing. We, we, yeah, we've talked. Misophonia. Misophonia. You yeah. said misophonia. misophonia. That's the that's fear of miso soup. soup. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just drank all the coffee, too, Christopher. What about. Yeah, I think he did. So, so we're going to be posting links to this podcast on our Facebook page, through Instagram, and you can send us messages and leave a comment or through instagram or facebook like in the little segment below yeah Yeah. and just asking questions we are super unqualified to answer but there's no bad questions yes well here's a good one from uh toma um when will pen actually get a haircut (laughs) (laughs) and also perhaps a video where he gets a color rinse Oh. All right. I'd, I'd like to jump in here and say, I don't know why everybody <laughs> wants to to cause me discomfort. A haircut does not internet. hurt you. No, no, not that one. It's the other one. Like, there's, oh. like, this, it's oh. this time of year. There's, because we've done some videos. Day. Like, in, in, they are united in their desire to see me like either get like a bikini wax or like something. Like, yeah. Something just, and, and okay. So, to your, to your credit though, Another person, Janet, says later, request an episode on Penn's hair care, best hair. Oh, hashtag. You got okay. a hashtag. So the guy, so Toma is, wants me to get a haircut and thinks my hair is too gray. Right? <laughs> I is, so. Okay, okay, so update. Penn has recently gotten a haircut. It looks great. Yeah, I, I like his hair a little shaggier and longer. So that is the reason he kind of grows it out. And I love the gray. I think it's very distinguished. Ooh, marriage tips. Hey, thank you. Thank you. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, she paid you a nice compliment, and you were looking at your coffee. <laughs> so, how often do you how often do you get haircuts? I mean, I'm supposed to get it once every four to six weeks, mm-hmm. and I want to say like once every two months, like yeah. it, just when it becomes completely unmanageable. Yeah. Um, usually, like, and if it's a windy situation, I get very upset because there's no like. I have to put so much product in my hair. Yeah. There's a lot of product going on. Yeah. Okay. It's, there's like a pomade and a, like it's a whole situation. You have very thin, fine hair. Fine hair, right? No, thick. Oh, it's... Th- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, good. no I, have, like, I wish I had thinner hair. Um, it's very thick. And if, if there's no product in it, it looks like a giant comma. <laughs> like in a sentence, like a big ball with a weird rat tail at the bottom of it. it it's um, there's some calyx. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Does Penn wear dress pants when he's on air? He used to be on- a news anchor, and no, he was completely nude under the desk. So actually, when I was a sportscaster, the first two years, um, we did not have a full set. It was just a sit at a desk thing, and I wore shorts, boxer shorts. Uh, no, just like khaki shorts with a suit top and then they they made the whole set where there was like hey i'm an anchor leaning against something and looking casual with a giant monitor behind me and i'm one of the people here and i've got an ipad and i can reference the things as if i'm wolf blitzer standing in a giant cnn studio but really i'm in raleigh north carolina thank you for the questions please send us more thank you for listening uh please share this podcast if you found it useful subscribe leave a Mm -hmm. comment you can rate us yeah we, we want your input. We actually need your input because... We don't know what we're doing. Not so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you, Christopher. My pleasure. 